Welcome, Welcome to the Stupid Cast. Welcome back to the Tidbit Podcast. We're continuing our discussion of different topics. So far, we've gone through myself and David, and now we're moving on to Gary, who is going to finish us off with his third topic that he wants to discuss or, or an idea he wants to put forth. That's right. Third topic of the night, first by me. <laughs> Gary can't wait. Dude, um, this is going to be, as you'd imagine, something to do with games and news base. What? So, what? Yes. So is yeah, it, just start about it. Is it still the Switch? <laughs> what? Is the Switch involved at all? No. No, oh, it's, no, it's, no, not. it's not. It's not. It's actually not. No, it's actually not. It's a Switch okay. But I will be pulling out articles because it's me. Um, and so I will have my sources here. Now, I want to talk to you about... He's a Mormon now. I'm going to go backwards from this as well. And there's a few different layers to this. Oh, like an ogre. So the first layer is how do you feel about Anthem? Are you excited about Anthem at all? This no. is basically an Iron Man simulation game. Ah yes, you mentioned this. I'm not, in any way. I the last trailer was really cool with the, the Muse Uprising theme I put over. It, look, it looks... No, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Good to know. No, I'm not. You're not? No. Why? It just doesn't pull me in, in any way. Mm-hmm. I know it's been around for a while and everything I've seen doesn't make me want to look up more for it. It's more like it's being pushed in my fucking face, as in like, oh, but don't worry though, wait till Anthem is shown. Anthem looks great. And everything I've seen, I'm just like, okay, grand. Like, oh, but everything changes. Look at how big it is. Great. Fantastic. Mm. Will it pull me in? It might do when it comes out. As of right now, no. No, no. Mm. That's my own opinion though, just because just because I haven't looked into it more, yeah. doesn't mean that it is in any way bad. It's just that I yeah. haven't been. But as a casual in. observer of basically just seeing like the conferences and stuff like that, I feel like it's being built as this fucking massive thing and so far people seem to be agreeing with it. So I don't have any personal opinions on it in terms of what I think it could be, but based on what everyone else is going on, it seems like it's living up to the hype that everyone is building it to be. Well it's also a thing where Bioware, the company developing it, have said that well they haven't said it, but basically if they don't do well in this, because they're pulling in their people from Mass Effect from they've pulled in the Dragon Age team. Like they've said like, oh yeah, we're putting in the team that are working on the next Dragon Age to work on this. So all of Bioware Studios are now working on this project. And if this doesn't do well after Mass Effect drop it and drama that Bioware fucked. Yeah. Bioware. Yeah. Bioware. Gone. Yeah. So they might, just, they, they might just die as a company. Yeah. Just because that, oh, they had one kind of flop. And now would another major actually, one. Would this actually ruin them? It would. I think Andromeda, it would ruin yeah. them. Mm-hmm. After Andromeda and what that kind of was for like, you know, will and ill will that they got. Yeah. From them because they were kind of like pushed into releasing this. Um, instead of trying to actually like develop the game a little further and trying to fix all the little bugs, they were just like, no, you have a deadline. EA just said, you have a deadline, we're going to publish this, you know, whatever the game is, and it's going out, and it's like... What is the release date again? The release date of when Anthem comes out? Yeah. Uh, February 22nd, 2019. Yes. Is that the day those games coming out? Which game is coming out? Loads of games. There's also Days Gone and Metro Exodus are coming out on that date, but Mass Effect and Drama actually had a similar thing. We came out early quarter one of 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't have much competition. 
No. And look what happened. <laughs> yeah, but that game was just broken. And yeah. There are videos all over of like the animations, just the of simple course. stuff. Just like people would like turn their faces and their eye, like, their face, their body would be gone, but their eyes and mouth would still be there in midair speaking. And it would be like, that okay. Every day, <laughs> people just walk off, their eyes and mouth stay there. It's every there, day, you know? bro. Um, <laughs> it's every day, bro. It's every day, bro. So, this, <laughs> so my impression of Anthem is, and I'm gonna start it here, and then I'm gonna go backwards from here. I would love if you just started singing Anthem by Ego Charlotte. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm, actually, I'm actually gonna go the other way, and I'm gonna do Stargirl. What is Stargirl? Never mind. <laughs> uh, another obscure song. Okay. Uh, so, Anthem, I'm actually feeling really tepid about it. There's very little excitement about it because they didn't, sh- they haven't shown an incredible amount. They showed a little gameplay trailer last year. It's the name that's big right now. And it put a little bit more into the, the um, into other conferences between then. And I think we got one of the trailer. And then, yeah, we had EA during the press conference at E3. And now we finally get them more hands-on. We're finally gonna find out what the gameplay looks like. There's classes in it. They're talking about the lore and the philosophy behind it and the politics. I'm really tepid about it. The reason being, is that I think I'm so pulled in so many different directions because of EA. Mm. And I feel the only reason is because of how EA are handling so it. So if it was someone else doing it, you'd be I think excited. if it was a different publisher, I'd be Bethesda. way... Bethesda. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be way more excited for this. Not because it's developer Bioware, because the people working on Bioware, by the way, they're the original studio. Not the one who worked on 3, and Andromeda. These are the original heads. Oh, one and two, the original, the ones that worked on one and two wow, okay. are working on Anthem. So we know because people weren't sure whether this game was gonna like have a story. Like yeah. is it just gonna be like a destiny thing where the gameplay is the main feature of it, which looks cool by the way, Iron Man Flying. Is it gonna be something like that? Or is it gonna be an actual like narrative to it that's gonna be interesting enough and not just be a general one that's like yeah, but you know, it's a multiplayer game, so I'm just trying to make it general so you play more of the game than get interested in the story, which is kind of what Destiny is. This is apparently going to have a story that's interesting because the people at Bioware are writing this Bioware known for their story. So, I am not excited just because it's EA. Yeah. Also, because I'm going to walk this back to E3 and how oh, they handle it. Oh my god! So, I we escaped it. the CEO at E3, at EA, <laughs> EA. <laughs> So, when he was talking about his thing, he was only saying like, Oh yeah, we're going to have Origin Next Access. Oh yeah, we're going to have David playing on his phone during the podcast. <laughs> 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 I'm just looking up some screenshots from Anthem to see what it is. I'm sure you are. You look up now, yeah? I can <laughs> show you afterwards. I'll show you afterwards. And so when the CEO was out during EA's conference, he, he kind of just said like, yeah, you know, um, last year we had some things and you know, we're going to continue with this and be like, we want you to have a return on investment, you know, Origins Access is coming out next year and you'll be able to get all the titles on that and it will have like a premium subscription, but you will get all our titles that we're releasing on this. And all this other stuff that he's saying never once mentions loot crates, never yeah. once mentions the transactions and all this stuff. Yeah. Doesn't say anything about, you know, that they're the most evil company in the world. 
That's bad marketing, just like. Yeah, I know he's not going to mention it now, but he could have said something about it. SimCity was successful. Also, that CEO, in that fiscal year of 2018, which is from March 2017 to March 2018, Mm. when all these games are being released, that dude, who from the fiscal year 2017, the year beforehand, made 20 million that year. From March 2017 to March 2018, he made 36 million. He made an extra 30, 16 million, so almost double his pay mm. in that year. And I imagine a lot of the decisions that have to do with loot crates and stuff like that yeah. are never stuff that's done by the developers. It's always something to do with the publishers and the high-end business side. And who would be the people then who will benefit off those yeah, decisions? Yeah, so Again, the people, the publishers, who are on the high-end business side, because what game developer would think that, yeah, we're going to put this into it. Because no, they would think that's going to ruin our game mm. if the in-game advantage just completely throw the balance out of it. So he is obviously making, he made way more money that year, the year of the loot crates, than they did in other years. <laughs> this is just a direct correlation between that. This is, you know, he has made more money because of loot crates, probably. I'm not, allegedly. In the history books, 2017 will be known as the year of the loot crates. Yeah, the year that the fuck up of it the all year. Down, that's, yeah. that's the entire year. Mm. So, then, I want to bring in another thing that's been happening. That's one reason why I'm tapping because of EA and how to handle stuff and because of the microtransactions last year. This week, there was a news story published by CNN and by a lot of people, but the one that I'm drawing from is by Susan Scully over at CNN who reports World Health Organization classifies mm. gaming disorder as mental health condition. I've heard about this. I was like, why is her name familiar? That's why. Right. Why I want to talk about this is because obviously the reason that gaming disorder is now a thing is because of gambling. Gambling, yes. And where did all this gambling start? Microtransactions. And where did that start with which publisher? EA! Yes, of course Mobile Games did that beforehand, but yeah, it's a triple A games. Yes. Where the basis of the game is on playing multiplayer, this is where this stuff started getting bad. You can say with stuff like Candy Crush where they get you more turns or whatever if you pay money. That's okay. That is on your game. This is a different level. This is multiplayer and game advantages on a game that you already is not free. You pay 70 euro for (laughs) or 80, whatever amount you pay for it. Or you get the special collector's edition. All this shit. Right. So. (laughs) Those in the fucking dark. Um, So. Starting off the article, Susan Scully, watching as a video game ensnares their child, many parents has grumbled about digital heroin, end quote, likening the flashing images to one of the world's most addictive substances. Now, they may have backup. The World Health Organization announced gaming disorder as a new mental health condition included in the 11th edition of its international classification of diseases released Monday. I'm not creating a precedent, says Dr. Vladimir Pozniak, a member of whatever. Um, World Health Organization's Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse, which proposed a new diagnosis to WHO's decision-making body. I'm going to just put WHO Mm. as an abbreviation of World Health Organization. Instead, he said, WHO has followed the trends, the developments which have taken place in populations and in the professional field. However, not all psychologists agree that gaming disorder is worthy of inclusion in the international classification of diseases known as the ICD. And here are the characteristics of it. 
and this is the part which kind of gets at me a little, which is a diagnosis standard, the ICD, defines the universe of diseases, disorders, injuries, and other health-related conditions. Researchers usually count deaths, diseases, injuries, and symptoms, and doctors and other medical practitioners use to diagnose diseases, and blah, 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 blah. Right, Paul's now said the expectation is that the classification of gaming disorder means health professional systems will be more alerted to the existence of this condition. And after a while, he starts to go into what the characteristics of features. There are three major diagnostic features of gaming disorder. One is that ga gaming behavior takes precedence over other activities to the extent that other activities are taken to the periphery. He said, basically what happens is that other things become not as important. Yeah. And that can be classified as, you know, food, going to the bathroom, oh, stuff yeah. like that. The, second feature, just in daily life, yeah. the second feature is impaired control of these behaviours, Posniak said. Even when the negative consequences occur, this behaviour continues or escalates. A diagnosis of gaming disorder then means that a persistent or recurrent behaviour pattern of sufficient severity has emerged, according to the ICD. A third feature is that the condition leads to significant distress and impairment in personal, family, social, educational, or occupational functioning. The impact is real, he said, and may include disturbed sleep patterns, like diet problems, like deficiency in the physical activity. Overall, the main characteristics are very similar to the diagnostic features of substance use, disorders, and gambling disorder, he said. Gambling disorder is another category of clinical conditions which are not associated with psychoactive substance use, but at the same time being considered as addictive as addictions. And I'm going to just kind of leave it off there because yeah. I just go into more stuff about, you know, medical professionals yeah. like that. I just want to say how stupid digital heroin sounds. That's a tagline. That's awesome. <laughs> But what it kind of feels like is that it's actually focused on games. Because when it says about impairment stuff like that mm -hmm. and getting involved in something, you could trade this as for a catch-all for anything yeah. to do with entertainment when or you're saying anything. That, I see with football matches. People but, watch sports, they don't go to the toilet, they don't get their food, whatever. They get angry at results in sports, you know, it's the same. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very lot. Stuff that's outside of life, whether it be music, games, film, uh, TV, even fucking books. Yeah. Of course, you can it's, have an addiction. It just kind of feels thing. like that anything to do with entertainment or just yeah. interest. Yeah. It's like, you're interested in something, you have a disorder. <laughs> If you're saying addiction, okay, it's addiction to escapism, it's not addiction to that certain thing. Whether it's addiction to substance or whether it's something that you are addicted to, I think somebody who does not, like, has a loss of control, if somebody has a gambling condition or a drinking condition, can have more than one of those because that person inhibits these kind of things of, well, you know, they just, they don't allow themselves control. Yeah. So if, when somebody has, like, that thing is that they don't do it is kind of like some of the easiest ways. So if that somebody has like an alcohol problem, it's not the problem that, you know, if I start drinking, I can't stop. It's that if I start drinking, I will not stop. It's because- But then we, what is an addiction then? Well, see, the thing is like with, to go back to like the drinking thing, is that people with addictions tend to not feed the addiction. Yeah. So because of that, they don't continue doing it. And this goes into the gaming thing of, we well, can't just stop playing games, just don't play games that allow you to gamble. If that becomes like a, a thing. And then it becomes that, you know, it becomes this really messy stuff of gambling, which was perpetrated by EA. 
and a lot of their games and the idea of them being like Vegas or slot machines where you go to loot crates and you get a random chance but it's not gambling because you always get something with gambling you don't always get something but it is still the animations and the the spectacle of it so I think that a lot of this gaming addiction all this stuff is only becoming because of EA do you think so? of course it's like a long way down the line because of freemium games and mobile games that have this kind of way but it only entered the mainstream zeitgeist because of this. And also even at one point, there after this, a few months after all of this blew up, suddenly President Donald Trump was meeting up with people who were doing games. Mm. And by the way, the people who I say, I mean literally his brother and mm. other people he was related to mm. and people in charge, publishers, not developers. Yeah. of games. We were just talking to people who did the business side of these games who were really just looking out for their own interests and researchers, not scientists, people who were journalists who talked about this stuff instead of the actual people who did research on it. And it feels like they're not doing research on it because it's just saying that like, games are bad because you know if you keep doing something and you don't eat that's really bad for you, right? It's like you, this is a catch It's bad if you do anything or not eat. Eating's important. Any form of addiction is, is an issue when it comes to like you're putting your, your, your personal life aside or your, your personal responsibilities aside. aside. Yeah. Then that is an issue. It doesn't matter whether it's to do with gaming or anything else. It's still an issue that's affecting your life and the lives of those around you. Mm. So yeah. Gambling is a serious fucking problem though, especially because it's being brought into gaming now as well. Yeah. But go on, sorry. But even if I was to go back to where the conference is where that CEO is talking about other stuff apart from the obvious question. Straight, I think it was before or after that, but the dude comes out from Battlefront 2, the developer from DICE, and all he says is that we had a bit of a rocket start. Yeah. yeah. So he's not the deciding factor. Like, we can go at this guy and say, like, oh, he said, you know, they made mistakes last year, ha ha ha. He didn't make the decision of this. The person who actually made the decision of this is probably the CEO and the people on the publishing side. The guy who got 16 million extra. The guy who got extra 16 million extra, you know, allegedly, it's him. Um, (laughs) So, he does not own up to it. Like, he literally, he is now, because these conferences aren't just, well, people just talk. No, these are scripted conferences that people spend a long time going over to make sure it's perfect, it's right, they're sending out the same good message that they want. So that means that it is planned that all of the developers, which that night Anthem said, no loot boxes. Battlefront, Battlefield 5 had to say, we're doing no loot boxes. The next Battlefront 2, no loot boxes. All of these games and all these developers had to say, yeah, no loot boxes. Yeah. None of the business people ever had to that night. Only the publisher side had had that kind of like, yeah, I mean, you know, everything's great. And then all the developers had to say, you know, things happened and we're gonna learn from our mistakes and continue. You didn't do anything. It's really that they said if you didn't do that, you would not have a game. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But the CEO and the business people got themselves look bad, you know? They need to keep face. But that was the problem, is that the creators are the ones that had to take exactly, off yeah. the bad side of it. Against like yeah. management and, you know, the lesser people have to do that because they don't make as much money. But this is my real topic. We're getting into it. We're into it now. Which is, I'm tepid about other games coming out because of publishers and the business side. I'm tepid about Anthem coming out because of bad press, which is by the publishers, and they're not owning up to it. Yeah. And my real topic, Goodwill. 
hunting. It's not your fault. Just, just goodwill <laughs> for consumers and companies learning about this. And this is also now getting into an even more recent news of that whole thing about Fortnite and third-party access. Because if you want to play Fortnite Switch or any other platform, if you have a PlayStation Epic account, you can't. It means you have to play a separate account. Yeah. And this has now gone into mainstream news the same way that gaming addiction and the same way that Loot Crates did because of EA, because of bad will towards their customers. And because of that, bad will for companies is still a thing that's happening. And companies like Microsoft, who are learning about accessibility, having people play their games. We don't mind how people play their games, Phil Spencer said, as long as they play games. No, they, don't, think, they don't mind because they, they don't because mind because they have to. We think that our form of games is good, and we think that people should play games and see those experiences, whether they're on our console or not. Literally, the person in charge of their gaming division over at Microsoft is like, yeah, just play games, whether it's on our console or not. And that's they don't have a lot of first parties, and of course you could say that they have to do that because of losing the console war, but they're still doing it. Yeah. And yeah. PlayStation haven't been doing that, they just have an install base. And they're now starting to lose ill will because of this whole thing with, you know, if you're playing on PlayStation on some games like Minecraft or Rocket League, you can't play with other people on yeah. other platforms. That's cross-play. PlayStation have always done that. Now though, it's not the problem that, you know, they have to change, but the problem is that everybody else is changing and they're not. Yeah, they're not moving forward. And so it almost like with EA bringing out like these new things to try to get more money, it feels like the only way PlayStation are going to move on from this is either if people make a big stink about it, or someone eventually lets them know that if you like stop doing what you're doing, you will make more money, either through ill goodwill with your well, customers. Anyway, yeah. But can you imagine then that maybe they won't, but in the long term they will, because in the next console war, Microsoft is going to absolutely dominate yeah. them if they continue this. They have the install base, yes, but what happens is that people won't buy it, because Microsoft lost their goodwill mm. during the launch of their console, and people jumped onto PlayStation, and now the ironic thing is that Microsoft are now... The launch of the PlayStation was... PlayStation for the gamers. You can share your games. And we all remember that video at E3 of them share how to share games with their friends. You just hand it over. And Microsoft had a 10 minute like detailed explanation of how you share games with your friends online. It's now the complete opposite, where you can play with people on Xbox, Switch, and phone yeah. and PC all together in the same game if it's on all those platforms. You can't do it on PlayStation though. And PlayStation launched their console with the idea, and their tagline was, PlayStation is for the gamers. And then Xbox are actually showing that. No, Xbox are actually for the gamers. have a share button on the controller. <laughs> yeah. And now PlayStation are not for the gamers because you can't play their games on the platforms. If you have an account with a PlayStation, and you have the games that account, are for PlayStation else. gamers. That's it. Yeah, it's only for PlayStation gamers, for that install base. And they put out a press release about this, because eventually it's now gone to the point where it is a mainstream news. You know something's gone gone down when a general journalist who just yeah. does mainstream stuff is now talking about this. That they have now, the press release, some of the spokesperson just says along the lines of, PlayStation, you know, have 80 million 
multi active users and then he just talks about other stuff doesn't make anything to do with this basically just trying to brag because of that theory. how many does the switch have? three very um, <laughs> over 20 million by this point yeah. I'd say but <laughs> it means that at the end of the thing they also just kind of say that yeah no more updates about this and they're not making any changes at this time they're looking at it but that means nothing. Uh, it also says like in Fortnite, if you try and do that sort of shit, it says like contact fucking Sony, not us. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying to David on the bus as well. Is that is this thing like on the switch that oh we can't do anything about this? Is kind of the paraphrase of it. Is yeah. that they can't do anything? Is that the only person who can actually switch this? Is that Sony? Sony. You just have to go. They Epic Games can't do anything about their accounts. Is that the Sony their account on your Sony is that account? And if you first link it to that and that game to that, it means that that game is linked to that. So it means that you have to get a separate account. And it means that all of your cosmetics or all the money you put into it is lost and only on that account on PlayStation. Has anyone tried suing Fortnite about this? I feel like someone will try. It's not to do Fortnite. I know, but I feel like someone will try. If somebody does it, it's completely out of it. We're not going to go into the whole thing of like Tencent and you know PUBG and Fortnite and all of that. Yeah. But this, this, this topic is ill will. Yeah, exactly. And companies giving ill will, and I just kind of like vaguely, you know, had it as like, a, oh, I'm tapping about Anthem. It's like, yeah, I'm tapping about Anthem, and then I'm tapping about businesses, and then I'm tapping about ill will with Sony, and that's a recent thing. And now gaming addiction. Gaming addiction, and a lot of this has to do with loot crates, and it's actually talk about gambling and gambling addiction. Mm. It's like, well, the only way you would talk about gambling addiction is games is because of what happened last year. And that's why it's entered a general mindset of, yeah, people can gamble in games because of this. And that ill will is not translating. People just equating a lot of games to do gambling. Even though it's not what they're about, it's only some of those big games that really screwed up what they tried to yeah, do. Yeah, they really fucked up, yeah. And that is my topic. What are your opinions on this? I, I just made a very long analysis is basically what this yeah. was yeah so. but, but I guess that, like in doing that you're also discussing the topic because we were going back and forth and yeah is there much more to put into it like, there's not much more you can say about that, like, that that's mm. your, your topic we, we, we built up into your topic with the culmination of this is what yeah. I'm asking <laughs> and we, we did go in reverse mm. there yeah yeah no uh, it will become a serious problem now as well with the whole gambling thing because uh, you talk about the addiction the addiction is becoming a much bigger issue now as well, but it's becoming more recognised. It's not just yeah, that. Is it, a, is it a bigger issue or are people more talking about it? I think it's a bigger issue because the because it is in AAA games mm. and it's almost in your face that if you buy this, the microtransactions are almost a part of it. It's what you're buying into. And it's underage gambling as well, not just gambling. Exactly, and yeah. When you're underage, you're more susceptible to pick up things like addictions, stuff like that. Yeah. You're so malleable. If you start getting this addiction to loot crates now, yeah? If you're gambling, hmm. you probably will gamble more in the future. Because it might not even yeah. seem like that much of a major thing, because you bought this game, this is a part of the game, why would this be anything? Exactly, yeah. Why is it strange? It's not strange, this is what it is. Fuck, I don't know. And that was, it was kind of backwards, but I felt it was an easier way to try and talk about this and talk about ill will. If I just straight up just talked about the yeah, ill will, yeah. <laughs> if I just straight up just went like, oh, recently, like this thing with Anthem, I'm very tepid about it. And that is how I framed it. It's mm. like, I'm tepid about this, and then I'm tepid about the companies, and these are all the bad things happening to the companies, and I will will. Yeah. Is tepid your favorite word today? 
He said about 100 times shit today. Yeah, his favourite word last week as well because the email he sent said tepid. Ah, that's it. Yeah. I kind of have that in my head now. Yeah. I think that is... I, I, this is mostly just kind of an analysis of yeah. what's been yeah, happening yeah. over the last while and what I've seen like this week with them having like Sony screwing up with like their third party agreements and also their crossplay and then also just that gaming addiction thing and then all I thought back to was about a year, year and a half ago where all this kind of kicked off and then I thought I want to talk about this analysis <laughs> and what I thought about it. I feel kind of tepid about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm tepid. It's yeah. a good word, I suppose. Mm, feel word of the day? Word of the day, yeah. yeah. There's one word like, for each fucking episode. I'm either tepid or switch. Yes. Um, and now that we start busting Gary's balls. This is a good way to end <laughs> it here. I think that's where we'll end it here. And this has been another week. Yeah. And it's been the week of June mid. <laughs> so, why am I doing this? 2018? This is where the in our house. In my I'm wearing my hoodie. <laughs> so, thank you very much for listening. If any of you have any suggestions, feel free to drop in any comments, suggestions about this, or opinions about ill will with companies, and even ones that you've experienced, not even just to do with gaming. Um, but or with any future companies. topics. Or future topics, like just anything you want to talk about, send it in to talk to tidbit at gmail.com. That's T A L K B Y. That's not it. That's not it. That is talk to tidbit T A L K B I T. One at a time. T A L K B I T at gmail.com. Talk to tidbit T A L K T O T I D B I T at gmail.com. Why are you spelling top it? <laughs> yeah, you're spelling um, top to it. Top it. Um, thank you very much for listening. And we'll be back here next week with three more topics, probably. Unless we change the format again. We'll find out. Dude, we'll, we'll find out. Tune in next week. Tune right. in next week to find out. See you guys. Have fun. I've been David. This has been Gary. And this has been Aaron. Thank you and good night.